guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hey, hey campers. campers. Oh, God. That's awful. <laughs> well, this is our second uh, episode from LA. Welcome to the bitch seat. Welcome to the best coast. I'm not going to say that anymore because I'm going to lose a lot of and also, followers in New York. Yes. And, and and also jinx it and lose, you know, like money and stuff. Just wind up just one of those. As if we bumps. are getting money <laughs> for this. We got to pretend. Let's pretend. <laughs> We're coming to you live from our penthouse above... There's no penthouses in LA, is there? No, we're gonna we're we we're coming to you. Okay, if we're gonna imagine it, we're coming to you live from the um, triplex on Venice Beach. Ah, yes, the okay. one with the like infinity waterfall outside. It, yes, of it? and there's definitely a spiral staircase inside. Oh yeah, and a big island in the kitchen, and all the windows face the ocean, and there um, is an endless supply of seltzer, and. Uh, is that that's really all we need? I mean, we need other things, but that's that's it. The bare minimum is like four and a blood rolling. orange tree. Yeah, blood orange tree inside the house. It grows from a root from the basement. And they, there's a skylight. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Great. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. That was our show. <laughs> uh, follow us on uh, no, Twitter. No, don't, 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 don't. Well, we're we'll start. It's here. True. Okay, so we'll start with some business. We'll start, so follow yeah. us on Twitter at the the underscore bitch underscore seat and. Uh, and, uh, you know, as usual, we, we love subscribers. We want to build it up. We want to make it happen. Please get on this train. Uh, TheBitchSeatPodcast.com. Follow Listen. us on Google Play. iTunes. Or, no. Oh, shoot. We got that wrong. Google Play. Or. iTunes. There it is. <laughs> You're adorable. Um, well, today, uh, in a little bit, we're going to have uh, a friend of mine who I met in New York who is back out here in L.A. She has more stories than anybody that I've ever met in my life, so that's going to be a delight. Uh, her name is Jess, and and we will bring her in in a moment. Uh, but first, I will read from uh, Satin 2, ye old Satin 2. Uh, this is from Friday, October 27th, 1995. Oh, boy. I was in seventh grade. Uh, what can you tell me about Oh, I could time. tell you. I could tell you that my Halloween costume was the Grim Reaper. <laughs> And I worked on the makeup. I had to fight my mother because she did not want to do makeup. She wanted me to just wear a mask. And I was like, no, I want a dark robe. I need I need help making this 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 makeup here, doing this skull face. And I need I need one of those scythes or scythes or you know scythe, way, yeah. Scythe. Whoever. Uh the number one song at the time was also Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which uh one of my favorite uh, Mariah Carey numbers. Probably I think I was that was probably like the intro for me. The of, w- the intro to your long and illustrious love of Mariah Carey? Yeah. Was that a thing I didn't know about you? 
Well, it wasn't it wasn't like a voluntary thing. It was that like when my grandfather who who was friends with a Czechoslovakian dude who somehow always had perfume and CDs in his car uh, <laughs> gave me a CD. It was uh, it was the one where she has like it's like it's she has a rainbow across her butt, and that was like endless wank material for a short time. Ah, I see. Um, big fan of of, but also the music, also the music. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, the number that's one. That's like I I read Playboy for the articles. Their articles aren't that I know bad. They, I know they are, but that's like the line. And also, Hooters has very good wings blah, blah, and blah, chicken blah, breast blah, sandwiches. Blah, 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 anyway, uh, number one movies at the time were Leaving Las Vegas, Get Shorty, Strange Days, and the flop movie was Mallrats, which is one of my... What do you mean flop favorite. movie? It flopped. It, it was... Re- it's a cult favorite. You know, but at the time, it came out as a colossal dud because it was like a sophomore slump for Kevin Smith, but I mean... I love Mallrats. I love... That's my favorite one. That's my favorite. That introduced me to what I wanted to be in high school, which was Brody. Yeah, who Just, didn't? Who didn't want to be Brody? Who didn't want to be Brody? I had a corduroy jacket, and I, ha- I got that shirt for Christmas. And then I got the I got the, his his banky uh, hat for chasing Amy. But then I realized that just means I'm in the closet. Um, and then the other <laughs> the other movie that eventually became a cult hit was Empire Records. Oh yeah. See, here's the thing about Empire Records because I when I saw it. I was like, okay, I get, I get how this is a cult favorite. I like it, but I, I had seen The Breakfast Club first and was like really loyal to The Breakfast Club. Yeah. So when I saw Empire Records, I was like, oh, this is like the next generation's Breakfast Club. I saw Empire Records first, and then I saw The Breakfast Club. And I li- while I liked Empire Records, I could tell that the lead boy who falls in love with Liv Tyler was basically just doing a Harrison Ford impression the whole time. So I was like, that's kind of charming. But I see right through you. I, yeah. And I, I'm I'm with uh, Ethan Embry here. Like I want to get pulled into a Guar concert. Ethan Embry is like the ultimate beta shoegazy. At the at the time, yeah. Well, and now uh, what was it? Can't hardly wait. Yeah, that was Ethan Embry. But I didn't really give a shit about him. I was more interested in uh, in Lauren Ambrose in that movie. I she was great, but I she had sex on the bathroom floor with Seth Green. Right, That's, that was like all I wanted. That was all I yeah. wanted. I I mean I tried the I I, I tried the, the the blow dryer method myself. It didn't work. <laughs> just burnt. Uh, wait wait wait. Can you can you go into this a little bit? He's like he's like blow. He's using the blow dryer on his crotch. Try like yeah. It it, it, it just burns. It just it's just hot air. It, there's no moisture. It's just dry hot air. It's like waving your dong in the desert on a hot day. Doesn't that sound good? No. <laughs> Um, well, we won't be doing that in Joshua Tree then. We won't. We won't. Maybe we will. Well, it depends on the company. I'm going to be. Naked. Are you a hair dryer <laughs> or a person? Right. Let's get to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So, uh, dear Satin Two, I'm writing with my new Mont Blanc pen. It writes like butter. I love it. I got the I got this Mont Blanc pen for my bat mitzvah. Yeah. Nice. I guess I haven't been writing a lot lately. I'm busy all the time. I adore Cashin. Oh, sorry, this is a Cashin. Oh, article. no, no, I love the Cashin episodes. Last year, Natasha was at Leah's party. We were all talking about who we liked. She said, Cashin Mitchell has a cute butt. Well, I thought, you can have your Cashin Mitchell, and I liked him. Now, of course, I regret I said anything. I totally agree with Natasha. Cashin is so... Perfect. His eyes are so deep and mysterious, beholding secrets that play and whisper. The reason I wake up every morning with the sun is so I can see Cashin. As you can see, I'm totally obsessed with him. Allison is obsessed with someone, too. Dane Meisler. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Allison Costa likes Shane. 
Jane Costello, but she's not obsessed. Leah won't tell yet, but she will soon. I know it. Jeez, the pages in this book are tiny. I used them up so quickly. This diary will be all used up before the year is out. My bat mitzvah is only a few weeks away. Leah's is two weeks before mine. I'm so excited. Every weekend I'm at the mall buying dresses and shoes, or seeing the cake lady, or talking to the band. I know it'll come and go before I know it. Wait, when did you get this pen? I thought I got the pen for my bat mitzvah, but I guess I was mistaken because I already had it. Oh, interesting. Or is it? Or is it? I still have this pen, by the way. Maybe it was from uh, renegade time traveler Ari Costa. That's that's (laughs) an old deep cut. Uh, Don't worry about it. Keep going. Soon he'll be back and we can interview him on this. Yes. Uh, Okay. What is it? Oh, uh, I know it'll come and go before I know it. Then I'll be depressed. Oh, well. Can't win for losing. That's my mother's favorite phrase, by Can't the way. Can't win for losing. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Listen to me. I sound like my mom. Like mother, like daughter, I guess. Well, I guess that's all. Oh, yeah. We had our first dance. It was okay. Adios. Love, LMM. This is all over the place. You could, like, <clears throat> that was such a big plot development. We had our first dance. Adios. <laughs> and then you just. I had to leave something for next time, right? I hope that the next entry was There about was nothing the dance. that, the dances were all the same. <clears throat> nothing ever happened at them. Stairway to Heaven is ruined for life. By the way, I was in a lift the other night and the guy had Stairway to Heaven playing, no. which I loved. We listened to the entire thing. No, it's fine. But I will never listen to that song without thinking of being along the sidelines, watching people like try to slow dance in the middle of the room and then it speeds up and speeds up and people don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that must be confusing to that, children. But that was always the last <laughs> song at all of our dances and I think that's pretty common in middle schools and high schools across we never, the country. We never had Stairway to Heaven. I feel like we, really? were, we were rockless. We were mostly just top 40 garbage with the, with the addition of the chicken dance and the electric slide. Oh, God. I, you had the electric slide We had things? the electric slide. But that's a that's a bar mitzvah thing. No, no, we were not a bar mitzvah town. We were very Catholic, so we <laughs> appropriated it for our own ends, which was to get kids to fucking dance and not stand on the wall, stand on the wall and stare at the other person. So, you know, that was that. You got to get the chicken dance in there. Everybody gets silly, and then they want to dance. Yeah, we never had the chicken dance at dances because they knew that nobody would ever. This was the '90s. People were wearing black and rolling their eyes and didn't. I feel like line dances were so unironically happy. Yeah, that's right. Nobody was going to participate. My uh my gym teacher tried to get us to like line dance and like choreograph weird Texas line dancing. And we had Cotton a Cotton Eye Joe? No, it was some weird thing. No, it was never anything that was branded uh mainstream or anything. It was just we some weird a, video. We had a line dancing segment in gym class in elementary school and everybody Hated it. We and all hated made it. fun of the the teacher who was teaching it. Why couldn't it just be dodgeball? You know. No, I was terrified of dodgeball. Oh. No, no, I liked the um, you know, the big rainbow um, like blue. Uh, what is that thing called? You know, it's oh, like yeah, a big yeah. round rainbow colored yeah, like, thing, and you like it hoist it up, and then you like everybody You're, sits yeah. underneath it, yes. and then it falls down on your head. I love that. That was my favorite. I wanted to that sleep was not, in there. Yeah, it wasn't physically active at all. Nope. That was my favorite. All right. All right. Let's let's let's, let's get to our guest here. So, um, uh, our guest has uh, a podcast 
uh, called mm. Get Wood, where she does all manner of things uh, for for an hour by herself, and she's a super hilarious and engaging individual. Uh, she's a comic now in L.A., uh, and I met her in New York, and her name is Jess Wood. All right, so she's, Jess, she's in the mall. She's in the mall. She's got a Nirvana shirt on. <laughs> she's got a Nirvana shirt on, but she's got sparkly earrings. Yes, and and like a long, not gothy black skirt, but it's kind of like that. It's, it's got like, a little bit of lace. Yeah, at the bottom there. She's she's kind of like trying to bring together Hot Topic and um, uh, Wet Seal yeah. a little bit. Oxblood Doc Martens. And she's smiling uh, and kind of dancing to herself, even though uh, people are staring at her, but she doesn't give a shit. Nope. She's, she's just wood. She's a week away from getting her first tattoo. No one knows. That's no, right. Nor does she, because she's just going to go with it. That's right. Hi, Jess. Hey, Jess. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks. That was fun. Definitely not a description of me at all. All right. When I was that age, but thank you. So what is a description of you at that age? Uh, Very hip-hoppy. Oh, wow. Totally hip-hopped out. I didn't care for Nirvana. I mean, it's fine. Nirvana's fine. The mall, skirts, I don't know. None of that stuff I wore. Overalls. I had overalls. I had big hoop earrings. I just kind of still dress the same. Did you do the the one strap off overalls no, thing? No, no, new edition. That's, that's for posers. <laughs> it's more urban yeah. than me. Where did you grow up? Over here in L.A. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up. Uh, my mom lived in Santa Monica at a hotel. We lived in a hotel room together, and my dad lived with his wife on Waring Avenue in the Fairfax district. And I cannot afford to live in either of those fucking places now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. After being gone. Can I, am I not supposed to hear myself? Is that what's happening? It's the oh, sorry. Thanks. Uh, Which one? It feels weird. I don't know. The second one? The one in the middle? Oh, I don't have a thing in there. Do I have a thing? I don't know. Oh, uh, yours is here, I am. here. Oh, hi. There you go. Oh, oh that, thanks, you just guys. made mine super loud. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Too loud. Sorry, gang. Sorry. Oh, wow. That was... Thanks. See, now you, yeah, Look at that, go. huh? See, see, yes, the, the, the listeners are, are in the room with us. They're in what? the room with us. You know, it's important. It is. That they feel us. It is. Yeah. I it like is. being felt up by my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of dictures in my show. My nice. show. Yes, I elicit the dictures. And I always ask for creative ones, so they're very delightful. You guys, like shadows and puppets and all oh, they kinds actually, of props. Oh, they put something in it. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I never just get like a... Just a dick, you know? <laughs> Get like a hat or a sign. There was a sign once. Fun. Hi, Jess. That's <laughs> <laughs> Very good. If you're going to dicture, make it make it a good, give it some character. Exactly. And then people go, God, I felt the pressure. So I was like, what am I going to do? And it's awesome that people are so thinking about it so creatively. Because usually they just snap that shit off. Yep. Have you ever sent a dick pic? I have. Yeah, he yeah. has. Yeah. To you. I mean, I'm sure he sent it to many other people too, but no. I is mean, it the one, is it one that you just have one file? Oh no, 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 no. Okay, it's it's you know we send each other pictures. That's how we we keep it fun. Uh, uh, it's one of our things, right? I guess we used to. You send the boob out, Sorry. Liz. Uh, yeah, I send some cleavage. Cleavage, yeah, yeah, yeah. I send some cleavage. Never any areolas in there. There's some. I mean, I like guess. Areolas on? Yeah. Have you ever done a nutscape? I'm going to ask. No. Do you know what the nutscape is? What what is a nutscape? I'm so excited to tell you because I have (laughs) had a man do one for me recently and it was so exciting. So it looks like when you look at it, you can't tell the difference between that and like the mountains? That's exactly right, my love. You are very smart. That's why you wrote so well as a child. Look at you. (laughs) You're fucking brilliant. Yeah. And all you have to really study the landscape 
and then all of a sudden you see a sliver of a nut and hopefully the guy has shaved but sometimes not so there's a little like a, this little witchy poo hair that's sticking out to the side it makes it noticeable and you're like oh that's not a mountain Aha, gotcha gotcha <laughs> all right so i want to talk about this uh this so yes. you lived with your mother in a hotel room. Were you I did. In, were you in touch with your dad, or were you not talking to your dad? Uh, it's a weird thing about my dad. I just found out a couple years ago that the guy I thought was my dad growing up, not my dad. Wow. Yeah. So weird. So I was dropped off with him a lot. They were both really poor, so it was like whoever had more money for groceries or who could handle me. And, and my the dad guy, he met a lady who had a job and a car, which was kind of awesome. Yeah. Because growing up in Hollywood with him. We were on like Santa Monica Boulevard in Sweetser, and mm-hmm. he rode his bicycle, and I held onto the back of his bicycle and rode my roller skates. Wow! So that's how I got around my, like the first like ten years of my life. So all these all these like rom coms in the '90s were based on you, pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Breakfast Club. I would say I was the the punk guy who's like, you have a pack of cigarettes, have Merry Christmas, smoke up, Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Judd Nelson. Yeah, Judd Nelson's character would definitely be me. Uh, yeah. Were you, and were you, so, first of all, were you homeschooled? Did you go to school? No, I went to school, yeah. And were you aware of your situation being different from other people's? Or were you cool with it? Were you self-conscious about it? Like, totally self-conscious. I was the poor kid who smelled, who had dirty clothes, who was all fucked up. And like, there were like three, don't get sad. There were like, I, yeah, I've been to a lot of therapy, everybody. Everything's all right. No, it's a I great know, story. We have a lot of jokes about it. Um, but uh, there were like four other girls that lived in the neighborhood in Topanga Canyon mm-hmm. where I lived with my mom. And we lived in Topanga Canyon close to Pacific Coast Highway, right near where Manson had his house where he trained Damn. all his girls. Yeah. Oh, so shit. it's kind of it, interesting. I mean, I wasn't there yet, but they w- had been there. Yeah. Um, spooky. So it was called The Pit where we lived. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to elementary school in Malibu, which isn't really fair, uh, <laughs> the kids were all like, ew, it's The Pit Girls. You know, so we were like, Kind of grossy, nasty. So I didn't go to school much, but yeah. I didn't stay home because they were all fucking and doing drugs. So what did house. you, how did you occupy your time? I went to the beach. That's a fucking amazing. Well, I was lonesome, you know, at eight at the beach alone, just like kicking sand. Hey, I guess it'll be today at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty deep for a kid, I guess. I was an only child, so I spent a lot of time alone. Oh my gosh, yeah. So yeah. you had a really active imagination. Did you- <laughs> I know? I just did a lot of drugs. <laughs> what? How old were you when you started doing drugs? Uh, I started smoking weed single digit for sure. Seven, wow. probably. Yeah, because we got caught trying to uh, roll joints at this party, like adult party. When we were seven, and they were like, "What are you doing? You're wasting the weed. I'll do it for you." <laughs> and then they fucking rolled it up and like gave us a couple. Like, thanks, guys. Bye. That's crazy because. Our last guest, uh, who was just here, he started smoking at like what, like sixth grade? He said, "Yeah, 11. like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was like, already deep into acid and acid. Like, oh yeah, so like when you're, I huffed paint. Wow. I was like a severe fucking. But druggie. you have turned out to be such a like you're so brilliant. Like oh, I don't God feel bless. like it's it's affected your your brain, or do you see that it has? I don't know. You know, I was just talking. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was just talking about that the other day because we saw something that t- talked about paint huffers and I was like you know I huffed an enormous amount of paint as a kid how come I don't have a stutter you know what I mean or like get all yeah or like memory problems or or... Uh, yeah I probably have some lapses I mean what's weird about being back in LA after being gone for so long in New York 
and I wrote a book these yes. last few years too and it's like fuck and I was still writing it when I came back and my agent's like why don't you put in the stuff about having like crazy flashbacks being back in LA and I'm like oh god like <laughs> just driving over here I said to my dude I was like hey oh I got shot right there and he goes wait you got shot and I go yeah you know and I'm like so like blase about it and he goes no like shot like a gun like by a gun and I go yeah you got shot I got shot by a gun how old were you in a drive-by shooting I was uh Oh, so the gun 15, was a, being held by a person. 15, yeah. Oh. And where were you shot? On right here on, oh, I'm like on Sunset and Western. <laughs> uh, my knee, I still have the bullet in the knee because I didn't go to the hospital because as I said to my friend, essays don't go to the hospital. Gang members don't go to the hospital. Oh. When I was shot, I was like, you guys, I think something is happening. Bleeding, you know, stopped. I was wearing a velvet skirt, P.S. Not looking gangy at all, but I was See, with you gangers. did wear skirts. I did. I had, a pr- I had a purple one. All right. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how goth it was, but it was kind of hippie. Anyway, they always made fun of me, the cholos. They were like, you look like you're fucking wearing my mom's curtains. And, <laughs> <laughs> <So. clears throat> and they actually, FYI, told me to be uh, a comedian. Those were the people that told me. And when did you, when, when did you start? Were you younger when no, you started? No, I was really old. <laughs> you are so cool. I just want you to be my babysitter. Thank you. I shall. I sh- I would love to hang out with you guys yeah, all the good, time. Good, good. I love it here. I love talking. So what did stories. what did you what did you bring to share with us today? Uh, I brought some notes from. Uh, I guess it's tenth grade. This is tenth grade, um, and apparently I was really into uh, acid, but not so much into my class that I was but these are notes that I wrote to my boyfriend at the time Mark and he uh kept them all and, and you're in touch with Mark I I am now I'm I'm back in touch with him and I brought a photograph if you guys we got a button made at a county fair oh this is amazing he's the long hair uh he's the long-haired cat and I'm the blonde oh wow how yeah. amazing it's is this 80. I gotta take a picture thank you uh, do you want me to just read them, or do you want to? I don't know what so you got, how you guys choose, do this. So choose, choose a good one, or choose like bits, and you can read whatever bits you want, whatever's the juiciest or the 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 most telling or the most embarrassing. It's your choice. Yeah, right on. I was going through them last night. I was going through them, and I was like, "Fuck, man." He wrote. What's funny is he wrote like a cover letter for me, and he talked about how we went to the uh, record store, and I asked the clerk for the NWA tape. <laughs> and the clerk was like, NWA, hmm, what does that stand for? And I was all, niggas with attitudes. <laughs> and they were like, ah! And like the whole place like burned to the ground. <laughs> they were like, we better get out of here. Because I was, I was going to see like, even though I was a long hair and I had a long haired boyfriend, I was going to see like hip hop shows. I was going to Grateful Dead shows. I was going to any kind of shows where you get really fucked up. Sure. was my main situation. Um, so Mark, I used to write these letters to Mark in, from science class mm-hmm. and, uh, and how old were you? 10th grade. So okay. r- right after getting shot. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. But I was fun. I think I was fun. Uh, Hey Mark. Hello, my honey. Hello, my sweetie. Hello, my ragtime guy. <laughs> That's a Bugs Bunny yes, reference. Yes. It's a Looney Tunes thing for sure. Totally. Right. Yep. So I was like fully, oh, it's the frog. It's the dancing acid. frog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The WB, whatever yes. we like, whatever age you are, you can put that too. Uh, what's up, do? Just sitting in Mr. Rosen's class listening to a boring movie about water. <laughs> do you think they hire the same guy to narrate all these stupid movies? Poor guy, huh? Oh, dude, are we fully hitting up falafels or what? 
You actually talk like this. This is horrifying. Wow, I am so hyper. What am I doing sitting in this (laughs) desk? Oh, Mr. Rosen just told me, put away the juice, Wood. Boo on him. Why, why did I have juice? In was the, it like a juice box? Was I, it a Capri Sun? No, like, definitely not. I was raised a vegan on oh. welfare. Not smart. Uh, it was probably carrot juice. My mom made carrot juice every day. Just take it to class, Jesse. It's good for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she was a very dramatic actress. Uh, boo on him. He's just angry because he's losing his hair and getting noticeable wrinkles. What a bitch I was. Please, and then I write. Please be his ex and be my bride. Don't blame it on yourself. Sweet thing you tried. Love you claim to share. It just wasn't there. You're too good for that. And it isn't fair. I'm like quoting raps. I'm all about it. So I said, just a little rap to make you laugh. Anyways, I should go. But I love you a lot, okay? Keep smiling. Much, much, much love. I love you, Jess, the beautiful fairy princess. <laughs> nice. You even rhymed the end. I know. I, you know. I was a rhymer from that's way back. Great. That's a great. That's a really well composed note. Do you yeah. think? Yes, you guys. Absolutely. I I, uh, I feel like that is a note. Like word for word, could be in a movie about teenagers. Well, we're gonna put it in the book. Like some of the notes are gonna be published in the book. There's a ton of pictures and but because because you know the last bunch of years people doing memoirs have gotten busted for lying about their shit. Right. Right. Like there was a white chick that was like, "Yeah, I was raised by Bloods. Totally." Fucking taken in, bloods fully raised me, rag on my head, red rag, blood. And it was all a lie? <laughs> full lie, full Yikes. lie. So they, they're like, so they don't, you know, they want to see all of my proof. And I'm like, I just keep sending shit and sending shit. And I go, you know, I even have, recently I've put up a video of me telling a story about hanging out with the Cholos and like smoking PCP and getting all fucked up. And like my white girlfriends coming to like rescue me from the party. Like, you're getting out of here. Stop it. You know, and all the Cholos like, hey, girls, what's up? You want to chill out? Like, get back. You know, uh. <laughs> dancing, like having a good time. Just chill out. And, uh, and I put the video on up on, you know, social media. And then I started to ask some Mexican dudes that I knew in New York do you think someone would have beef with me from my L.A. like gang time when I put this video up? And they were like, you know what? It could happen. Oh. So I was like, oh, fuck. So then, but it, the video was up. I got a comment from one of my homegirls, Mousy. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's still alive. She's still with us. And she writes in her comment, LOL, PCP. <laughs> I was like, oh, yay. They're still with me. They're still with me. Oh, damn. Yeah, because she's like, that's my crazy homegirl, white girl fucking crazy. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they gave me a a nickname that I'd never seen on a wall. Like, I never got jumped into the gang because I didn't want to get beaten by the women who were in it. And uh, and I figured, fuck it, I live in all these different neighborhoods. And in the 80s and 90s, you couldn't, if you were from L.A. and you were in a gang, you really couldn't leave that neighborhood. So a lot of my friends, you know, you read about it, you see it in the movies. But really, a lot of my friends were kind of like, you know, training day, where it was like, you ever had your shit pushed it? No, it was more like just very uh, condensed to one neighborhood and no one really leaves. Right. Everyone knows what's going on. Right. But now, especially with gentrification, it's such a trip. You know, like my friends in Compton are like, man, there are fucking white people everywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, you saw a jogger? Got all freaked out. Yeah, man, it's like Bushwick. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When, you were, when you were young and starting to, like, meet these people, like, how, how did you come across? How did you meet these people? How did you meet these people that were in a gang? Like, how did that even come They about? approached me, actually. Where? Yeah. On the beach? Uh, seventh grade, I was in, um, I was punk rock. So mm-hmm. I was like pink hair and mm-hmm. weird clothes and um and this dude came up to me, Froggy, and he's like, Jessica, 
we've been watching you, homegirl. You're you're like crazy and shit. You should hang <laughs> out. Like you should fucking hang out. And he was in school with you. He was in school. Yeah. There was like a ton of essays because in Santa Monica and in Hollywood, like it's so diverse in LA. You know, yeah. no one ever thinks of LA as that diverse, but it really is growing up here, especially if you don't have any dough and you can't right. be in a car and just get shuttled around. I was on the bus all the time and I was like, how come no one looks like me on the bus? Yeah. It was weird. But yeah, all my essays, they came to me because they saw like some weird and they thought I was funny. They're like, fucking pink hair. Crazy. <laughs> Let's smoke some cools. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I smoked PCP with them. And I was telling Jack Black, I met Jack Black last night. I was like, yeah, I smoked some PCP by your house where you grew up, like Culver City, right? He's like, yeah. I go, oh, yeah, Stoner Park. I got so fucking high with some essays over there. He's like, PCP? He's huh? like, who are you? I know. He's like, why, why would you do that? I go, it's Elephant Tranquilizer. It's Elephant Tranquilizer. He goes, whoa. I like telling people that. What? So what? But, okay. Yeah. I was like a super sober kid until I was, you know, whatever. Yeah, in high I was school. afraid of that shit. And but should I, be. I wouldn't. Yeah. Even, but I didn't even have like access to it. Like my brain was still developing. So how did it feel? Like how did it feel? I blacked out a lot. I blacked out a lot. How did it feel? Like you just didn't remember. You just smoked <laughs> I, and then I would you were wake gone. Wake up, yeah. I would come to and there'd be like seven fucking cholas, you know, cholas angels like yeah. over me, like get up, stupid, come on, dummy. You know, they were really supportive. And helpful. <laughs> they were good. loving. <laughs> at least you were. At least you were in a place of support to do these drugs. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of folks. They they you know they do it by themselves or with oh. somebody who's an awful influence. It looks like you had you had a quality like a family for the drugs. I did a drug family. We'll say familia. Yes, yes, yes. yes. More to the point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, people were doing it. And then the white boys who I knew in Hollywood wanted to, because they were all gangy too, but they just like dressed all gangy. And they were kind of gangy. They did some stuff. But they were like, we want to smoke PCP. Take us to smoke PCP. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you guys sure you want to do this? And they're like, hell yeah, we do. So I piled all these white boys into like one of their mom's cars. It was like an El Dorado. It was way too cholo-y looking for their safety. (laughs) And we drove down to Culver City and I was like, make a left, make a right, make a left. And we made a right and you their headlights went across the park that we were going to, which looked like a totally empty park when we got there. But the headlights turned and like 70 cholos just ran towards the car, all like flashing their signs. Where are you from? What the fuck? Where are you from? And I was like, get me out of the car. Get me out of the car quick. Because I was afraid for my friends' lives. And so I had to jet out of the car and be like, hey, guys, hi. Remember me? <laughs> Woo! You know? Oh, how, how old were you? 15. And they were like, oh, my God. Because I was doing all the stuff, you know? Yeah. I was, well, maybe I was 14 because it was before Mark. So I was, I was 14. Mark was you're after. fearless. Were you aware yeah. of how fearless were, no, you were? No, no, no. Because I grew up, you know, I grew up in a really violent environment. My mom had a boyfriend who uh, slept with his guns and, like, yeah. put a gun to her face a lot and, like, would scream and throw shit. And we'd run out the, ah, you know, run out the door with him following. And, like, I've peed in jars in the car. You know what I mean? Like, we're not stopping. Like, okay. Yeah. Ah. yeah. So I think with that amount of violence around all the time, I was kind of used to it. Like, I was kind of, I was bored if there was, like, who the fuck are those kids? Like, I I hated whoever was doing, like, the right thing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You grew up completely divorced from suburbia. Yes. That's... Yes. I was in wow. the street from a very, very young age. We, yeah, we were, we're, we're the opposite. Well, yeah, and yeah. I feel like, in a way, we're kind, we've kind of been hobbled by it. Like, I, yeah. I, um, Nothing. I'm saying. Oh, you're so lucky. I wish I had that childhood. Well, it's right. an adventure. But like, you really, adventure. you were up for it. You were totally up for it. And well, there was nothing else to. There was no other choice. There really yeah. was no other choice. And and 
Un- uh, unfortunately, I lost a ton of people. I lost a ton of friends to overdoses and you know gang violence and police killings. It was a lot of shit that went on. Yeah. And so, and when you're in a place of in that violent atmosphere, you don't have the. I didn't have the vulnerability or the. I didn't have feelings. I didn't have fear. I didn't have sadness. Because you didn't have time. You couldn't. I couldn't. It was too risky to have any of that stuff. So I just go on, go on, go on. I mean, my mom moved out of our hotel when I was 15. So she she left. And she was like, oh, God, Jessica, the juicer's there. Of course I'm still living there. The juicer? Really? Where did she go? (laughs) Fucking asshole. She went to Topanga to live with her man. She had a boyfriend in Topanga Canyon. And you were left alone in this hotel. And we lived in the hotel. Yeah. So I dropped out of school and I had, you know, got some jobs and... I think that given all of everything, you are just remarkably positive. It's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Well, I don't know if there's a choice for that either, be, to be honest with you, because I think I came out of all this dark shit and I realized I was still here and a lot of people weren't. Yeah. And that maybe I'm supposed to tell like my story. Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe people will be like, oh. I'm not so fucked up or hey I might be able to be or something or other get through this yeah so it's I mean sometimes I feel a little preachy like I'm like come on guys just find a passion you'll, no, but you'll make it it's no. incredibly inspiring <laughs> yeah thanks man it's better coming from you than coming from somebody who doesn't doesn't really didn't have to struggle or have no choice but to struggle and so it's it's a little bit more sanitary when somebody's like, come on, guys. But with you, it's more like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening to you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was hard. I, it was very hard. I would be lying if I said it wasn't. I've been homeless a ton of times. I've been, you know, never had to sleep on a park bench or anything like that. I've never sucked a dick for heroin. Like, I have a few things that I'm <laughs> kind of proud of. I really yeah. am. I was a dopehead. Yeah. Well, I was a dopehead, so I, I could have sucked a dick. I dated a guy who was a stick-up kid. He would go and fucking stick people up for money in the Jesus. street. Yeah, like, horrifying shit. And then he got locked up in, in fish kill upstate New York and my aunt took me to see him one Christmas she's like I'm a Jew what do I care we'll go for Christmas you have the day with your boyfriend <laughs> so very nice. thank you wow it was amazing um, I'm, yeah I didn't have a choice we we're gonna have to you have to come back next week oh because awesome we have is to, this over well we have to get out in four minutes of the <gasps> studio this and is I, part we one. have this is definitely part one of wow. like four because we have so many things to read I want to hear all Absolutely. of these I want to talk to you forever <laughs> I but love you need guys. to know what happened yeah. to those kids in the car when you ran out okay so I got out of the car and I said to the guys hey 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 it's me it's me and they said damn girl you're so stupid we almost killed your friends <sighs> yeah so it was that close to having because it was that severe of a time here yeah where no one had anything to lose the the streets were really dark the buildings were really crumbly there was graffiti everywhere there was crack everywhere it was really a depressed town yeah. very different than it is now yeah now it's like glass you know glass buildings it's very pretty yeah so in a way you must be like oh what is all this hipster nonsense everywhere this isn't I a guess. real city I look at the succulents and I get so pulled in man dude I take pictures of succulents everywhere yeah. that's, that's what I, for the first six months I was here I was like look at this one look at this <laughs> one and everyone's like you need to fucking get a file no I love them Succulent I want to work in like a greenhouse or yeah. something. driving down the street we found a cor- she like saw some on a corner and immediately like ran out of the car before I could stop it to take pictures <laughs> yes. of them. They're yes. my they're my friends. Oh yeah. They're my friends. Oh, yeah, so they are. such low visibility. How did you see them? Anyway, but yeah, she's attuned to the to the succulents. I am. That's why we're here. Yeah. 
Well, Jess, um, I, I'm serious. I think that we should pick this up next week. I love it. I'm, uh, yeah. Because I'm there's so much to say. But <laughs> we end every episode giving uh, a gift you're to our like guests. like four gifts before, oh before we're done here. Yeah, you're going to have so many gifts. Well, this they're gifts. Exciting. So unlike you, I grew okay. up in a house that was the same house forever. And so oh, I nice. have all of my stuff still there. My parents still live there. It's called stasis. I love that. So I, I'm giving new life to items that I have held on to for no reason whatsoever. So for you, Ooh. my dear, I have... It's a bouncy ball from a large collection of bouncy balls, and there's like sparkles in it and a fish and inside. And a fish! Oh my god! And I just feel like it's kind of your essence in a bouncy ball. It's so perfect for me. Like I love a bouncy ball. I love a fish. I love sparkles. Amazing! Are you crazy? I love this. This is awesome. Great. Thank you. Yeah, that's your new total. Yeah. And next week we'll give you more stuff. Thanks. Um, so yeah. Do you um, what is? Do you know what the name of your book is, or do you want to hold off on that right now? Well, the working title right now is Smile Now, Cry Later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. perfect. But that's also something that the Cholos would, that was like a big thing for them. It was the, and it's also the theater masks. Yeah. So it's, it's comedy and drama. And it's also, my, my book is all humor driven uh, darkness. Oh, well, that's right up my alley. I so, love it. So you, you heard it here, folks. Please keep your your eye out for it. Do you have any idea what a, what the publication date will be? No, no, no publication date yet, folks. Uh, they're still reading. They had me writing up until, because I had, I've had a lot of death in the last year. I'm sorry. It's okay. uh, Again, beautifully tragic, this life. Yeah. Beautifully tragic. If I could show you the man that just dropped me off who I was tongue kissing with before I walked in, (laughs) you guys would be like, you're fine. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Jess, um, thank you for coming and and sitting with us. And we'll we'll see you back very soon because to be continued. I'm psyched. Awesome. Yay. Cool. Guys. Yeah, well, this is amazing. This is so exciting. look out for Jess Wood. Listen to her podcast, Get Wood. You will be endlessly entertained. Um, and uh, Melissa, this is our first multi-part episode. I know. I'm very excited this about it. This is great. I'm very excited about it. Oh, so excited. So excited to hear more. All right, guys. Go uh, go take some pictures of plants that you like. Yes, and treasure what you got you here. Treasure what you got you here. Won't you come see about me? Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate him. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque. Burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!